Hello, Keith Abel here. I want to welcome you to this inaugural episode of the Prosperity Rx podcast. What I hope to accomplish with the Prosperity Rx podcast is to help folks create a life that they don't need a vacation from. Now, this is, isn't my first foray into podcasting or creating a YouTube audience. In the past, as a pharmacist, I've had programs on health and nutrition, and I've also done programs to show folks how to build a successful business in, in health and nutrition using the network, model, network marketing model. This time, I've decided to go back to my roots prior to becoming a pharmacist, back when I was in the financial services industry, but with a slightly different twist. This time, my goal is to show folks how to get out of debt and how to allow them to control their finances instead of their finances controlling them. To show folks how to get out of debt and achieve financial security by following the principles of Dave Ramsey and his Financial Peace University. To show folks how to create additional streams of income, as Robert Kiyosaki discusses in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, in the business of the 21st century, and how to build that income off the efforts of others is taught by the industrialist and oil baron, J. Paul Getty. I hope you find value in the topics that I discuss on this podcast, and I ask that if you do find value, to please share this with others. So let's get on with the very first episode. What's the difference in being broke or being poor? It's two different ways of looking at the same situation. <laughs> no money. Poor is an attitude. It says you can't get ahead and you're never going to win with money. Just stay where you are and, and sulk in your bad luck forever. Broke, on the other hand, is something you're just passing through. Folks, we've all messed up by believing some of the prevailing money myths in our culture. The turning point comes, however, when you're willing to own up, to claw your way out, and never live in that lie again. My goal is to show you how you can change your attitude, to change your life, and start on the true path towards financial peace and prosperity to help folks build a life that they don't need a vacation from. I want to share with you over the next few episodes the eight most common excuses for debt that folks use who are up to their eyeballs in debt and who are unwilling to change their situation. Instead of having the temporarily broke mentality, they have the doomsday, woe is me attitude of I'm poor and it's out of my control. If you find yourself struggling with any of these eight excuses, my goal is to show you how to change your attitude, to change your life, and to start on the true path toward financial peace and prosperity. So, I'm going to start by sharing with you the eight excuses for debt, and then over the next few posts, I'm going to break them down a little bit and dive a little bit deeper. The first excuse is, but I just can't save excuse. You know, these include things like, I'll save next year when I'm making more money, or at my age, it's too late anyway, or why save money? You can't take it with you when you die. Cars are the exception to debt excuse. These folks like to say, oh, cars just aren't as safe. What's wrong with a 72-month car payment? My car is an investment. Or the one, my favorite one is, buying used is just inheriting someone else's problems. Folks, I've been buying used cars for years now, and I've never inherited somebody else's problem. The third excuse is, the family comes first excuses. And some of these are, whatever you want, dear. Or, I just want my kids to have it better than I did. Or, I like this one. But that new RV, it's going to help our family bond. The fourth excuse is, are the I'll do it later or the I promise excuses. Some of these reasons to procrastinate include we'll pay it off when the tax return comes in or I'll start my budget next month. 
or I'll worry about the future when it gets here. Another set of excuses is the debt's not so bad, right? Excuses. This group of folks believe that if everybody stopped borrowing money, the economy would fail. Or I must be able to afford it. I was approved for the loan. Or my favorite one, I need a house payment for tax purposes. The next set of excuses are the I earned this excuse. Some of these selfish reasons include you're only young once, right? But we're on vacation. Or I work hard. I deserve it. Or how about the poor, pitiful me excuses? These woe is me reasons include I make more money. Uncle Sam's just going to take it all away anyhow. Or how about, this is one of my favorite ones, the little man can't get ahead anyway. Or how about, this one I hear quite often, if I earn too much, I'll lose my public assistance. And the final group of excuses that we're going to cover over these next episodes is the no worries, I'm covered excuses. These folks think that my rich grandparents are going to leave me the money. Of course, it might be another 30 years before the rich grandparents pass away. Or how about the I can't afford insurance, but hey, my weed eater has a three-year extended warranty on it. Or how about this one? It's okay. I've got overdraft protection. So let's start today with the, but I can't. Ju- I just can't save excuses. Some of the attitudes toward debt and savings that people hold when they belong to the I just can't save group is, first of all, procrastination. They say, I'll save next year when I'm making more money. Or they may hold an attitude of denial. At my age, it's too late anyway. Or the attitude of desperation. Or what's the use? Why save money? You can't take it with you when you die. In Dave Ramsey's book, The Total Money Makeover, he breaks down the path to financial peace to basically seven steps. He calls them the baby steps. And these steps are designed to give you little wins along the way, little wins that help encourage you and to help you slowly change your attitude from what's the point I can't save anyway to slowly change it to maybe this will work, maybe I can do it. As you go through the steps and, and follow the process, those little wins they strengthen an attitude of, I can do it. You know, little by little, they strengthen that attitude. The first step to winning with money and getting out of debt is to establish an emergency fund. Without this first step, you're not going to accomplish your money goals. The sense of empowerment that you get, the sense of satisfaction that you have, once you have that emergency fund, it's amazing. Especially when that first emergency comes up and you realize, wow, I can actually take care of this. I don't have to borrow the money from somewhere. I don't have to juggle the bills and and not pay somebody. I can actually get my car fixed. I can fix that plumbing issue or whatever that emergency happens to be. It, It doesn't bust your budget and you don't have the anxiety that you used to get when something went wrong. Saving for that emergency fund also teaches you to make savings a priority. It gives you the cushion that you need to stop using credit and to start paying off debt. Depending on how much experience you have saving money, saving for emergency cut fund, you know, it could be just a piece of cake or it could feel downright impossible. So how do you save money fast? Well, first of all, you've got to work with what you've got. You've got to develop a good budget and then cut back on spending. You may think that this will take me forever, but within a few weeks of staying at home and eating only at home and sticking to a budget, you can be well on your way. You can't save any money without creating a budget first. Creating a budget tells you 
exactly where every penny goes. You'll see how much money you waste every month. You'll realize just how much you spend on those grande lattes or those convenient fast food lunches or those big gulp sodas every month. Once you just once you see just how much you're wasting, you'll get to a thousand dollar emergency fund in no time. Other tricks to get that emergency fund funded that uh, others have used include things like stashing away every five dollar bill that you receive, or maybe saving all the dollar bills and loose change at the end of the day. That may not add up to $1,000 in a month, but it sure can help you get there quickly. Another one is to avoid dining out. That's a very good way of cutting back on your expenses. Another one is to use cash when you purchase things. It really helps you see and feel the money that you're spending. Uh, Another thing to do is bring in more money. There are several things you can do to do that. Uh, You can sell some stuff. You know, there's garage sales, eBay, Craigslist, and now there's the, the Facebook marketplace. All great ways to, to sell some of the stuff that you have to make more money and to get rid of things that you don't really need anymore all at the same time. If you're not up for garage sales, sell some of your gold, old gold uh, jewelry and silver jewelry. That can help you easily make a few hundred dollars quickly. If your job allows it, then working overtime is another great way to bring in some extra cash. And if that's not an option, consider using your skills or your talents to earn additional cash by finding a part-time job. You can start your own business, for example. You can clean somebody's house for an afternoon or, or walk dogs or show someone how to use a computer, teach someone how to cook or teach them how to organize files. Even if it seems like just pennies now, don't take it for granted. There are some great income tax savings that you get that uh, will help you save money as well when you start a business, in addition to the additional income that having that business brings in. It all adds up. In fact, this is one of the methods that I've used to generate more cash and to save taxes for me and my family. If you need an idea of a business to start, I can show you how you can start a business with no financial investment, no pyramid that requires a monthly auto shipment that costs you money every month instead of creating money, and no selling of lotions and potions and pills or some quick magic diet aid that melts away inches and minutes or other such scam promotions. Just stay tuned to the end of the podcast and I'll show you how you can get uh, more information. Anyhow, another way to uh, save some money to build up that emergency fund is make a few phone calls. Uh, First of all, make the wise move of cashing out any whole life insurance policies that you have and switch to term life insurance. Now, don't you don't want to cash these out if, if you have any type of uh, issue that makes you an uninsurable. So you want to make sure you uh, check with the uh, insurance agent before you do that. But get, over, get whatever cash is available from those old whole life policies and apply that towards your emergency fund and even your debt snowball. Switching to term life insurance will also greatly reduce your monthly premium cost so you can then take that money, the money that you're saving in monthly premiums, and apply that money towards your emergency fund or your debt snowball. In addition, you might be able to save some money each month by shopping around for better deals on life, health, home, and auto insurance. Be sure to check with an independent insurance agent so you can get quotes from multiple, uh, multiple different uh, insurance companies. A lot of people use their income tax refunds to build their emergency fund. You know, that's a great use of this year's refund, but if you're consistently getting large refunds at tax time every year, you really should change your tax withholding so you can bring more money home in your weekly paycheck. That way there's no waiting for your money and no giving the government a free loan. 
So no matter what method you use or, or how much money you can dig up, you won't hit a savings goal if you don't picture yourself reaching it. You've got to believe that you can save money fast. You've got to acknowledge that you have to do it. And you've got to go do it. Now is the best time to start taking control of your money. I'll be covering many topics to, to teach and encourage savings and debt freedom, so be sure to subscribe to my blog at prosperityrx.com or to my podcast at prosperityrx to learn more on how to save money, make a budget, pay off your debt, reduce your taxes, and invest for your future. Also, if you want to learn more about how to create extra money by starting a home business that requires no startup capital, no pyramid that requires a monthly auto shipment that, that costs you money every month instead of creating money, and no selling of lotions, potions, or pills, or quick magic diet aids that melt away those inches in minutes and other such scam promotions, then visit my website, aimhighforsuccess.com. A-I-M-H-I-G-H. F-O-R-S-U-C-C-E-S-S dot com. No matter what method you decide to use to, to start saving money and, and uh, get that emergency fund built up, you've got to start today. I'll see you on our next episode.